everybody, this is Eric the Smoke Moran, and you're listening to Heroes 101. And if you're not listening, then you're a chump. So you need to listen in and become a hero on Hero 101. Yes! That's awesome! That, that's possibly that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Heroes 101 Radio. I'm your host, Rock and Roll, <laughs> and this song goes on and on and on, doesn't it, Nightbug? It has to end here. It does. I'm, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With me, as always, is uh, my man on the soundboard and, and my significant other and partner, et cetera, et cetera. My my favorite punching bag. Just kidding. Maybe I'm not. Nightbug. <laughs> Thank you, Nightbug. My regular co-host Spectre is um, not with us tonight, but he will be back. He's he's um, been busy all week doing what cosplay at uh, another Comic Con. He is been building and cosplaying and cosplaying and, and building, building and so. he is a big cosplay man. Although another friend of ours just won another prize for his cosplay efforts. So if you're listening, Freddie Schramm, also known as Moon Knight in the real life superhero community, congratulations on winning first place for your homemade Dalek. So um, yeah, that was that's amazing. If you just tuned in, if this is your first time and you're checking us out, don't don't cut us off. Don't turn it off yet. I promise you that you will learn something tonight. And even if you're not in the mood to learn anything, you will laugh because we will do almost anything to get you to laugh. Almost anything. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. We'll even strip. But, you know, that really doesn't matter on yeah. radio. So <laughs> thanks, Morpheus. So, uh. I can say I'm stripping, but you know it's up to you to fill in the. Anyway, um, you know what? I'm I'm rambling here. It's because I'm used to my wow. I'm used to the dulcet tones of my my co-host. He's got this gorgeous, gorgeous, you know, little accent going on, and and he doesn't think he's got an accent, but I don't think I've got an accent. I know I have a terrible California well, accent. If you like, I can just be Nigel Tufnell from Spinal Tap for you. You could be, and then the show would go to eleven. And it would be none, none more black. Actually, you know that's really kind of cool. You you have to do that off the air sometime because I'm just I'm kind of getting turned on in a weird way. Yeah, but you can ask me to do it whenever you want. Then we digress too much. We we need to go. If you're listening for the first time, this is Heroes 101 Radio, and the reason we created Heroes 101 Radio is because we belong to a group of what other people call and we've adopted it too uh real life superheroes and and if you're laughing that's good i'm going to give you a second to finish laughing go ahead go ahead get a good one in there okay catch your breath okay real life superheroes we don't really have superpowers duh but if there is someone out there who's got superpowers seriously if you're a witch a wizard a peculiar or you know um 
what is it, mutant and proud? We want you on our team. I'm dead serious. We're recruiting all the time. Contact me. But anyway, for the most part, we're just regular people who are trying to do good things for the world. We're trying to fill in all the spaces where the police can't be, where, you know, good Samaritans usually aren't. We're trying to be there. And we um, do all kinds of things in the real-life superhero community. We do homeless outreach. We do safety neighborhood watch patrols. We do emergency prep um, courses, free self-defense classes. We clean up our parks. We pick up used needles. We, oh, my God, we do so much. I'm just tired talking about it. But that's what we do. And um, for a slice of fried gold. Right. Too right, mate. So um, that's why we created Heroes 101, because we try to bring on guests that can help us live what our motto is for the radio show, a happy, healthier, safer life. And um, all you have to do is check out all our archives. You're laughing at me, but don't laugh at me on the air. (laughs) That's why. Because then it throws me off. Um, Check out our archives to see what we've got to offer there. We've got everything from, you know, nutritionists who've come on board to people who helped us to um, try to prepare for a live shooter shooter scenario. Um, That's the one I was going to bring up. You were going to bring the live shooter scenario episode? I was going to bring that one up. That was one of the creepiest episodes we've ever done i mean we have we were we'll talk about that later but in short we were recording that one while we were at disneyland um so everything from a to z to help you live a safer happier healthier life my favorites though are the ones that uh teach you some emergency prep because living here in california we know that you're foolish to not think that you're going to need some emergency help sometime we know the big one is right around the corner and even if it's not, it's always a better sleeping pill at night to know you're slightly prepared. So um, we also have things that come up in the real-life superhero community, things, events that we look forward to all year long, charitable events or just fun events, outreach events. And um, we've got a couple coming up that really I'm so envious. I wish I could go to these. Uh, the first one that I'm bringing up is a um, a movie that was made by a real-life superhero um, about real-life superheroes. When Nightbug and I first joined this community, she was um, one of the first people we met, and we loved her right away. That's no exaggeration. She feels like family, and her name is Miss Fit. She's a, a pro bodybuilder. Uh, she was a Miss Olympia runner-up, um, and she has taken all of that might and turned it into um, something altruistic, philanthropic, if you will, and um, she now heads up the Misfits for Life, and they do Warrior Dash events for charity every year. Not only does she do that, but she's managed to get us to be the top under her leadership, we are the top fundraising team in the United States for St. Jude's Children's Hospital. So not only do we get in shape to um, do these warrior dash mud run obstacle course events, but we fundraise the hell out of it before it happens. And we are 
I believe, going to the tune of almost 100,000 now in the past four years. Um, Yeah, there's a team coming up. But anyway, this lady is amazing. She's traveled the United States for four, almost five years, maybe more, um, talking to, interviewing superheroes, real-life superheroes all around. And um, she has just documented her adventures and turned it into this movie. And the movie is screening. It is coming out, debuting in St. Petersburg, Florida, at the Sunscreen Film Festival on May 1st. So if you're in Florida, I envy you. I really want to be there at the opening of the movie. But, you know, I'm waiting till it gets a little closer to California, Northern California specifically. Um, but if you want to support them, that Warrior Dash team, because another Warrior Dash is coming up in June, and it's in South Carolina. Bug and I can't make it this time, but they're raising money for St. Jude's Children's Hospital, and it's coming out... Um, June, they're they're going to be there in June, South Carolina. If you want more information, uh, and if this has all gone by you too fast, you can log in to active-ism.com. That's active-ism.com, and find out all about Misfit, the movie, the Warrior Dash, etc. Um, before I go into any more of the events that are coming up, I want to bring in my guest host. For this week, because, um, you know, in the superhero community, ever since the movie Kick-Ass, we've had an influx. I'd say there's close to, there's got to be over a thousand real-life superheroes out there now. Give or take about 900 posers or so. Yeah. But yeah! (laughs) No cynicism there. Um, We we tend to watch them come and go in this community because, you know, while their hearts are in the right place, a lot of them have actions that don't they're a little misguided so we we uh get extremely happy when we find someone out there whose actions you know exceed <clears throat> his words and um who i'm building you up here impact so it's but you know we mean every every word of it but this guy in in a short time in the short time that he's been out there he has accomplished more than so many real-life superheroes that have come and gone. And um, this week we invited him onto the show to discuss the topic at hand. But we're going to talk together about some of the upcoming events because I'm hoping that he'll be a part of them. So with that, I'd like to introduce our real-life superhero that you can find patrolling and protecting and just basically taking care of the Research Triangle area um, of North Carolina, that would be Impact, real life superhero. Hey, Woo! hey, how's it going? Sorry. <laughs> it was fun last year. I was all choked up from all the nice words. <laughs> um, He's in there crying. No, right? but You're I'm, like, I'm oh, bawling. <laughs> but I'm super happy to be here, and I am so happy that we're all doing British accents because I was planning on doing it in honor of Spectre not being here. I want to be here. Oh my tonight. god! So I'm gonna speak the rest of the night with this accent instead. Actually, I, oh no, it's going to get very tiring. But yeah, it would. Like, like um, a vocal unity, that's what it is. I think we should all let's all do it at once. I mean, we can't, you know, especially not here. But if it, you listen, really you'll hear all fun. of it. It's it's quite fun. So. <laughs> right um, now, he's probably listening, going, "Oh my god, I'm I'm so going to vomit right now," and that's okay. But yeah, so when you, I'm, I'm, oh. 
yeah, go, for, go, go first. Oh, oh, oh my God. I was say, oh, you brought up yeah. the, uh, the South Carolina Warrior Dash, which um, I'm really happy to find out that it's in South Carolina because, you know, that's my neck of the woods. So I might actually try and stop by if I can't donate to that one. So, you know, I highly recommend it. Uh, how many? We've been with them for four Warrior Dashes, I think. I think four. You know what? Here's the thing. And I have to say this for anyone who's listening who is on, I want to be part of that. Miss Fit is the biggest, warmest person, the biggest. No, dude, she's like five foot nothing, you know. She's pocket size. She's pocket size. You can take her with you everywhere you go. But she's, she's the biggest ball of love and will welcome anyone onto her team. So if you're going, what's a warrior dash? What is all this? Well, you know what? Basically, it's an instant family. You start doing these warrior dashes with her, you will bond. And I promise you, crawling through mud and getting to know the team and everybody else and the support and love that they show each other out there, especially when someone wants to drop or puke or whatever. Because some of those, you know, it's not the, the tough mudder runs. But these are hard enough. I mean, you have to climb two-story buildings. Seriously. You have to rappel down. You you know you have to crawl through mud under barbed wire. You you know stuff like that. If you go impact, you will have the best time ever, and you will gain an instant new family of superheroes. So yeah, I'd really like to. Even like if I can't participate for some reason, I might depending on where it is, I might try and just stop by. I mean, I'd rather participate because why would I want to drive that way and not go play in the mud? But, right. Well, you know what? I think we're gonna we're gonna have to make that connect. We're gonna connect you guys. That's it. Yeah. And and that way, if you want to, it's open for you. If you change your mind, it, you know that's fine. At least you know you've got that invitation. They would love to have you there. Um, but that's coming out in June, so you've got some time to train right now. And you'll see a lot yeah. of our friends. In fact, uh, I don't know if he's listening right now. I hope he is. But uh, Ira, uh, our Virginia Initiative member, and Sakuratora um, is. They're both going to be there, and Ira's going to be participating. Uh, Sakura won't because she is uh, pregnant right now and due at the end of July. So, no. <laughs> but she'll be there to cheer you guys on. That's, that's how a be... true warrior runs, right? Right? Dude, dude, right? Yeah. She should just do it anyway. <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah. Just like you should have done that, uh, that half, the half marathon, right? Oh, yeah. When I was pregnant, I was training for a half marathon. But I didn't know I was pregnant until I realized I was getting super tired during the 16 mile runs i'm going why am i so tired i wonder why dork um anyway um there is another event coming out coming up rather that is um near and dear to the heart of almost every real life superhero across america and that's because it is the one time of the year when we all gather and we um get together for a day of outreach, homeless outreach in the San Diego area, downtown San Diego specifically during comic con weekend. So if you can't remember, when is this thing? Comic con weekend is like the biggest weekend for downtown San Diego. Um, Unfortunately, it's a big weekend for the homeless in downtown San Diego as well, because they seem to be pushed completely out of the eyesight of the visiting crowd um, and they get further and further away from the, the con, um, like I said, because they're out of sight, out of mind. So what we do is all we superheroes travel from around the country and meet in San Diego, and we um, bring backpacks by the hundreds full of food, um, toiletries, um, 
just water everything that we can, sleeping bags, to help them out and help them realize that they're not forgotten while, you know, the rest of Comic-Con is going on. So if you're interested, you guys just check out Project Hope for RLSH and Friends on Facebook. Seriously, just type in Project Hope for RLSH and it'll come up and all the info is there. And that's one that I'm hoping that you'll be coming to Impact and I swear I'm going to be bugging you until you are there on the doorstep, you know, of our Airbnb. (laughs) So out of a personal policy, I... I believe I don't believe in superstition very much, but the one thing I do is you never call the game before it's over. And right. So, so I'm not going to say that I'm going to be there. Right. But right now, my team. Right now, that team is leading in the score, and the clock's nice. going down. So. Nice. I'm expecting to. I'm expecting to be there. That's a really good and policy. And, and, <laughs> yeah. Right. Because the only time I've ever. I'm, whenever I'm around people and they call me and they say, "Oh, we've won," that's when things go bad, every time. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, what's great that's about hope. True. What I'm excited for about hope is that's right around—I don't remember the exact day—but that's right around like the week where I decided that I'm going to become an RLSH. Like that's my anniversary. <gasps> hope uh-huh. this year. No I don't know if it's the exact day, but it's right there. Yeah. Like when I saw the date, I'm like, I remember that's. Like, end of July was when I started, so oh. I figured that'd be okay. a really cool way to, like, be like, boom, there's one year. Wow. Okay. Sweet. Okay. So then this is going to happen. Those of you that are listening, if you're going, okay, so how do I get involved in Project Hope? Easy. Just join us. We hand out these items. We, we, we meet at a parking lot, and the exact address for that parking lot is Park Boulevard in President's Way in San Diego, and we always meet at 10 o'clock in the morning because by the time we're done sorting through the bags and the food and getting them all together to get ready to pass out, it's around noon when we hit downtown. And um, if you're listening right now and you're in the San Diego area or plan to be there for Comic-Con, you know what? If you took two hours of your day and did this with us, I promise you, and you can hold me to this, that it would be the most memorable two hours that you've ever given um, to someone else because like I said, the whole people experiencing homeless in San Diego, all they experience out there doing comic con is people in costumes, just walking by and ignoring them or giving them a hard time. We're the people who are walking around in costumes, helping them out. So um, if you want to wear a costume, we'd love it because we're all a bunch of real life superhero dorks who do wear costumes while we do this. And uh, if you don't have a costume, no big deal. We have tons of people who come out without costume, but we'd love to have you join us. Like I said, Instant Family, another one of those events. Um, If you'd like to donate to Project Hope, again, you can check out Project Hope for RLSH on Facebook, and there will be details there. But that's on July 23rd, um, Comic-Con weekend. And then after that is, the very first Hope in San Francisco, which I'm super excited about, and that's July 30th, the following weekend. So it's pretty much the same thing. But you know what, Impact? I got to tell you, knowing that it's your anniversary, I don't know if you knew this, but every year after Hope, we plan a little something um, for the heroes to do because after the big uh, outreach and 
spending hours walking around the hot streets, handing out bags and, and trying to serve, you know, the homeless out there. Everybody wants to know, what are we doing after? So every year, um, Nightbug and I have put together something for everyone to do. One year it was, two years it was karaoke. And um, one year it was a big uh, pool barbecue party. And um, last year it was a picnic, just a simple picnic. But this year, you know, we're kind of blowing it up since it's a, it's also the one-year anniversary of the Extreme Justice League um, group of real-life super ten-year. Sorry, yeah, the ten-year um, <laughs> anniversary. Yeah, the one-year. Sorry, you got me confused with yours. See, um, it's the ten-year anniversary of the Extreme Justice League, who we've got to know. I mean, we got to go to their weddings. Um, we've patrolled with them we've we've become friends we've had some stay at our house overnight and these guys are great they're the real life superhero group down there and uh as a matter of fact impact if you're listening happens to be part of the extreme justice league in north carolina so that's pretty cool so this year we're having um a superhero concert benefit fundraising concert at the grassroots oasis on saturday night um, that's the 23rd, the same day that, that we're passing out all the goods. So now that we know that your one-year anniversary is near there, we're going to have to tie this in somehow and really no, celebrate. No, you don't. No, you don't. Okay. I, pre- I won't. <laughs> I don't want to take – no, no, no. I, don't want, I wouldn't want to take away from everything else. Like me be, just doing what everyone else has been doing for way longer isn't worth taking a concert. Yeah, you know what? We yeah, we won't we won't do anything. We won't mention it. And I'm winking here and and uh, right, yeah, yeah. See, see, Bug is giving you the puking sound because you're too humble. <laughs> All right, Bug. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what I think I know. Well, we, yeah, that's you know that's how you know we we like you because really we'd be so polite to you if we didn't like you. We really would be going, oh yeah, that's great, and going, this guy's a jerk. But since we pick on you, you know you're in. It's all good. Just be quiet and take oh, it. Definitely. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I'm the same way. If I, if I make fun of you, it means I actually like you a lot. If I'm nice to you, I'd be Something's worried. wrong. Right, exactly. Yeah. So now, now, since you're on here with me, and I thought you'd be the perfect person to speak to, um, speak with, rather, about this, this topic that we're talking about tonight that is pretty RLSA specific, but if you're interested at all in the real life superhero movement, this is kind of a, um, one of those must hear episodes because this has been, I'm not going to say bothering me for a while, but I've, I've been perplexed about this one topic, um, for a long time in the real life superhero world. And I think that, you know, with all those good deeds, that I was mentioning earlier that everyone does, and they do. People do what they can. I have to ask why most, and I will use that word because it is most of the real-life superhero community that doesn't work with their civic leaders um, when they're out either doing their patrols or doing anything else that they do. And... I'm I'm open to people either calling in or talking about why they haven't done things like Citizens Police Academy courses, community emergency response or CERT training, um, 
or even just calling in and volunteering, because I know that you can volunteer with your local police department. I did all the research this week in prep for this show, and I see that if you put in police volunteer opportunities in your area, you get at least 20 links that will take you to you know, local law enforcement. And I don't know. What's your take on that impact? What do you think the reason is that so many don't work directly with their civic leaders? I think there's a, a few things behind it. Um, I think one of the the first things, and I went through this myself. When I started for the first, I don't know, like two months, I I didn't, you know, I didn't call in. I had like now I call call in and call out of all my patrols. Like I treat it like I'm checking in. Um, mm-hmm. When I first started, I didn't, and I think part of it was. I was a, a, I was a little afraid to. I was afraid of being told, oh, no, don't go out. You know, oh, we don't want you doing that. And I think a lot of people have that thought of, and whether or not they admit it, I think a lot of them also won't admit it to themselves if they think this. But I think it's kind of a fear of being told they can't do it. It's, it's that whole, you know, it's better to ask forgiveness or beg forgiveness and ask permission type thing. Right. So I, I think a lot of people go in with the idea of, you know, I'll just say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do anything wrong. Um, and I think the other thing is sometimes, and, th- and this is definitely true, sometimes the police aren't as happy about our presence. Um, so recently I, so uh, like you said, I work in the the research triangle area, which is if you don't know anything about North Carolina, and I didn't until I moved down here, the research triangle is the cities of Durham, Chapel Hill, and Raleigh, where the three big universities are. Um, and the two I tend, uh, when I first started, I lived in Durham. Now I live in Chapel Hill, and I work in both those two cities. And this past weekend, actually, I did my first patrol in Raleigh with, uh, with a prospective XJL member. And the thing was, the, the officers there were, they were very nice, but they were a lot less thrilled about our presence um how, you know, they asked how us, so mm-hmm. well they asked us to meet and you know they said they'd be right out there and we probably were waiting on a street corner for about 20 minutes for them to show up which was kind of a pain um they didn't they're just like and all the officers that i've talked to have always said like you know you know your main job is to observe or you know you're not supposed to get involved uh, you know, don't carry any weapons, all that type of thing. But the Ra- the ones in Raleigh were just, it was kind of just the way they talked about it. Like it was a little more like, you know, you know, don't, you know, don't even get close to anything that happens. Don't, uh, you know, don't, don't get too involved. Uh, they weren't fans. They didn't like the masks. You know, they asked us to take those off, which is completely understandable. Not my preference, but it's understandable, especially because that's just kind of the rules down here. Um, I don't know. It just it just I got the sense that they weren't as appreciative of what we do in Durham and Chapel Hill. I've always kind of gotten like, uh, "All right, thank you, be safe," and that's it. And Raleigh is more of a like an "All right, I guess we'll put up with you" type of feel, um, which is fine. Like, it, you know, I don't I don't blame them. You know, it's not uh, normal situations that most officers are used to dealing with, having people want to 
dress up in goofy costumes and go help people. Like, and even without the costumes, I think they're not used to having people call in to be like, Hey, we want to just help out. We want to walk the streets and make people are safe. That's not what they're used to getting, I think. So I think it's just harder for them to deal with it. So they don't react as positively all the time. Right. You know, um, also, if you think about it, it, it depends a lot on what kind of exposure they've had to real life superheroes, if any, you know, maybe they saw the superheroes documentary or maybe they've, they've heard about us through, you know, through the grapevine or something. Um, if it were a few years ago, I would think most of them never even heard of us. But I think now, especially with Kick-Ass, they're a little, some can be worried about just how, how yeah. vigilante we're going to go. You know, I think they worry that, that, that we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I've gotten is like, you're not like vigilantes. And we're like, no, 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 no. We're just, you know, we're eyes and ears. You know, we just want to help people. You know, we, we don't do anything that a normal citizen wouldn't do. Or that a normal citizen can't do, rather. Like, that's the one thing I always try and make very clear is, you know, we're not trying to do anything special that no one else does. We're just doing it in a special way. Like, we, we don't I... believe we have any... Uh, special authority. We're just trying to stand out to to inspire a little bit. Now, see, I think that's a great thing to say. That can put them at ease right there, is that we don't think we have any type of special authority. You know, we're not going to do anything. We're and, and especially the eyes and ears, that put our police department completely at ease. When they knew, because you know, that's when what I they want. When I said that, they calmed down. They, they were a lot, when I said that, they were like, oh, that makes more sense. Like, they they chilled out a little when I said that. Yep. You can't blame them. I mean, if you think about it, that would that would put them at because they figure, you know, they don't know you. They don't know your character. And um, they might think that, like I said, the first thing they worry about is the vigilanteism. And once you tell them no, not that, you know, what they really want out there is more eyes and ears, you know, to, to help them out. Um, whether exactly. they say it or not, I'm sure they'd love it if all these citizens would go, hey, dude, there's somebody breaking into, you know, this car over here. I'm sure they'd love to get that. Now, I, just the fact that we wear costumes is, you know, it's it's probably what's hugely off-putting for them. And they don't want any loose cannons out there. So, but, you know, the, the bottom line is stop you from being out there. And right. I, they, yeah, they, and I, they legally actually can make me take the mask off. Which is fine. Yeah. Like, that's something I'm willing to do. But you're right. right. They can't stop me from going out to help people. Exactly. They can. And I understand because, you know, there are when Bug and I were looking at mask laws and there are some cities that actually have mask laws in place, don't they, Bug? Several. Several just disallow them completely. Some North don't Carolina. Like gather in certain, certain amount of groups Wow. with masks on. A lot of them were enacted to deal with the, the, the clan. Oh, unfortunately, a lot of those laws. So North Carolina, the entire state won't let you wear a mask. Oh, okay. So the entire yeah. state does not, but the police departments in Durham and Chapel Hill have actually been very cool about that because I've explained myself when I first start, when I, the first time I had been pulled over by the police, which is why I started calling it in after I explained myself, they were actually okay with it. Like I've met with multiple officers wearing the mask and they have no problem because 
they've learned to like they because I've explained myself. The, uh, Raleigh is a bit bigger of a city, a little more ur- urban than the other two, and I think that's part of the reason they're having more trouble with it. And um, you know, it's just they're the last ones in on the loop, so they're still getting used to it. Right. But, you uh, know, and you're right, it's a bigger city too. So of course there's you know, they're worried that you're going to um be caught up in something that's not so great out there. You know, the bigger cities tend to have more crime and uh harsh crime, you know, compared to smaller cities. Yeah. So yeah. You know, there's so I, I think I think that you did hit a nail on the head though, saying that most RLSH are afraid that that's what they're going to hear from the police is don't do this or they're going to be harassed, you know? And um, what is it? You never know until you ask seriously. And yeah, you know, you never know if you're, if you're just going to keep doing this without it. One of the smartest things you can do before a patrol is to check in with your local law enforcement. And especially if you're going to be out there in a costume, that way they know, okay, we got these guys out there. Everybody don't, don't, shoot them they're not part of the they're you know these guys call themselves real life superheroes and they're supposedly trying to help out you know you can hear the call you can you can hear the dispatch telling you know the police hey you know these guys are trying to help us out at least that's how well, i yeah. hope they say i mean actually a good example of that is um from, like when i started first started moving working in chapel hill and i started calling in um like I go down like the busiest street in the in the city. It's not a huge town, but uh, this one street, Franklin Street, you know, it has the university next to it. It's where all the bars are. So that's where I tend to make my nighttime patrols because that's where the people are going to either get into a fight or pass out drunk. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've been walking down the street and I've passed a couple of officers. I was waved to them and I remember hearing them go, oh, I think that's the superhero, which is kind of cool. <laughs> like, it's really cool. And I've had someone awesome. stop and ask me for, for pictures and stuff. And one time they even were like, yeah, so you got, you know, something like I think to report anything special. I'm like, no, you know, so it's cool that they, you know, they, they've asked me stuff because, because they've learned that that's what I'm out there for. That's fantastic. You know, your story reminds me of another um, hero that, uh, that we were friends with that we, uh, actually got to spend some time with um, and who's coming out for Project Hope um, is our friend who used to live in Atlanta and now lives in North, uh, Southern California, and that would be Crimson Fist. And your story reminds me a lot of his because, you know, he was a lone guy going out there as well in a costume. And when we went down there to visit him in Atlanta, it was great how he established this rapport with the police who were really friendly with him and really nice because you know what? He was practically a regular out there and they knew, okay, he's going to be out there. He's really trying to look out for us, you know? So um, that's one thing I would advise RLSH to do is to check in regularly because then they know you're consistent. You're, you're out there and you mean what you say when you're going to be out there trying to help protect the city, you know? Um, so I think that the, the, one of the main reasons other than being afraid of the police is that a lot of, a lot of RLSH think that these things, these resources aren't available to them. And like I said, it, it, it seriously takes one Google search and I put in citizens police Academy and then I put in different cities, different States. 
I'm telling you, they're all over the place. And even if even if your police department isn't offering one, you can actually talk to them and ask them to um, implement one um, or to see what it would take to have them implement one. Would it take several people inquiring or a specific number? And if, if that's the case, then I don't see why, you know, we can't be the ones setting that off, getting that going. And what a wonderful thing. You know, we helped implement the uh, Citizen Police Academy in a department that didn't have one readily available. But um, I'm just wondering, have you ever checked out and seen if you guys have one available near you? Uh, We do. Um, So I don't think I found out about it early enough to do it uh, up until this point. I know there's one coming up over the summer, and the only reason I haven't signed up for it yet is, um, so I graduated from grad school in December and I'm, you know, I have a job now, but it's only temporary. So I'm still looking for jobs. So I don't know how long I'm going to be here and I don't want to sign up for a 12 week program. If I'm going to be gone a week into it or before it starts. So I've been holding off on officially signing up, but I am planning on doing that when I figure out where I'm going to be in the next couple of months. Right, exactly. Um, besides that, I don't know. You know, they have to do a background check before they let you take the um, the course. Yeah. We found out, so it's it's like you might as well wait until you know where you're going to be, because otherwise, you don't want them doing too many background checks on you. Because it's like, why? Well, uh oh, why does this guy keep pulling it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I got to tell you, and anybody who's listening out there, I'm looking forward to your posts when you do start going. You're going to freaking love it. It's so interesting. I mean, I thought we knew our police department pretty well. And then you go through that 12 week course and it it, it sounds like a lot guys. It's only one night a week and it's just a few hours. And uh, I mean, you do in ours, we we did everything from, we learned about um, defensive driving was one of my favorite classes. And of course, firearms. I know. Right. It was fantastic. North Carolina needs to learn it because the drivers here suck. I'm saying it. For everyone to listen here, the drivers in North Carolina, they don't know what a turn signal is. <laughs> That's okay. I live in Cali, dude. Same thing. It's it's terrible. And it gets worse well, I, I grew up in, like, south. upstate New York where you have to learn to drive through six feet of snow. Oh, my so God. I, and to live in a place where it shuts down after a quarter of an inch is it's weird. <laughs> Weenie. <laughs> this whole state is backwards. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, you know what? We've got a caller um, on the line. You want to take this call with me? Heck yeah. Yeah. Okay. We've got, uh, actually, we've got Red Guard. He is a fellow XJL um, member. Oh, yeah. So, talking yeah, to yeah. Side, actually. Well, here we go. Hey, Red Guard, you're on with uh, Heroes 101. How you doing? I'm doing good tonight. Sweet. We're glad you called in. We've got a fellow XJL member uh and again, if you guys hey, just guys. now tuning in and and you're wondering what is an XJL member, it's uh there are lots of groups of superheroes who are teams, and the Extreme Justice League is one of them. Their uh, main group is down in San Diego, but we've got um, two different branches on the phone with us right now. We've got Impact from uh, North Carolina, and we've got Red Guard from. I'm sorry, Red Guard, where are you from? I am from Colorado. Nice. Colorado, go Broncos. So <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, so um, 
we're glad you joined us on this topic because really having as many real life superheroes um, on as possible, you know, that just benefits the listeners because I want to hear different, different opinions on why you think most of us haven't connected with our civic leaders, you know, fire department, local law enforcement, community emergency, you know, and what have you. So what is your take on that? Well, that's why I wanted to talk is because not only am I a leader for the Colorado XJL, um, but I was talking to Impact earlier and let him know that I actually have um, – I, I am considered essential services to my local 911 and to my local authorities. Um, I actually um, – I know the lieutenant here um, of, the, of the Fort Collins Colorado Police Department – and um, we, uh, I've known, I've talked to Mr. Extreme, the founder of the organization, and explained to him the situation because I know a lot of the XJL have, have been having trouble. And I've been talking to, trying to talk to different XJLs, uh, including Mr. Extreme, about how I've built a relationship with law enforcement because you've got to think, you know, one of the things that me and Mr. Extreme talked about quite often is that they're law enforcement, they're government. You know, they're, they think just because they have a lot more training, they think that, you know, they go through years of school, we, or just citizens who, I mean, me, I, I actually tried training myself. I went online and I educated myself on the local laws. I educated myself on what a security guard is, how a security guard operates, to try to get more experience to trying to improve how I work with law enforcement and to get them to work with me. And so basically the way it's working right here in, in, my, in my local area is um, I'm essential services to my local law enforcement as well as essential services to me. And the way we work together is, you know, me and the lieutenant talked, and one of the rules that the lieutenant talked about is, you know, the, you know, to get along is, you know, to introduce yourself to law enforcement, you know, don't be afraid, you know, just explain to them who you are, what you're doing. I mean, because I've got, I dealt, when I first started, I dealt with a lot of crap, sorry for the language, with law enforcement. You know, I've had law enforcement come up to me saying, what are you doing? Who are you? What do you think, who do you think you are? And, you know, this is when I got the lieutenant involved and said, hey, we're not here. I sat down with the lieutenant directly in person at the station and said, you know what, we're not here to harm people. We're here with the same missions and same goals as you guys. We want to help our community. We want to do it in a way that proves ourselves to you guys. So basically that's after a while of me showing and proving myself going out there on patrol, I've proven to the law enforcement that, you know, not only serious about what I'm doing, but that's when the, law, the lieutenant decided, hey, you know what, from now on, the law enforcement works with me. I work with them. We just get along, and we all need to work together because they did, they did research on our organization. They did, of course, they did a background on our organization, and they found that we are legit. And so I'm still having trouble with law enforcement, though, because what's going on is there's still a few officers who don't respect me. Of course, that's just who they are. Um, but there's still – one of the things I'm still struggling with is – I was talking to Impact about this, and I don't know if he gave me the answer or not. But one of the things I'm still trying to get – is, you know, I live in a city of 250,000 citizens, only 500 law enforcement operating, two districts in that, within that many citizens. And so I'm trying to help as much as possible. I usually patrol the Old Town area because that's where it gets crazy and nutty. And anyway, I'm just, one of the answers I'm trying to get is, how do I get these citizens to look at us as superheroes, not just crazy people? Because I like to talk about impact. A lot of these people, the only people that understand, you know, what we do is young college kids because I live in a college town and they, they're the only, basically the only ones who understand us. If you go to, if an elder sees you, they start asking questions and I explain over and over who we are, what we do. And they just look at us like we're crazy. Well, you so know what, Red Guard, that? 
I, I think one of the best ways, and thank you, by the way, for, for doing all that you do out there. One of the, the best ways, and, and that's a good topic for another show. Um, in fact, I think we had the XJL one time talking yeah. about that, yeah, um, is that, that you just stay consistent because people who don't know you at first, just like any new thing, they're going to be skeptical, and, and nobody expects people to do kind, kind deeds out of nowhere without anything, without any expectation of repayment. So what you need to do is to just keep making it's like what Mr. Extreme did. He just kept going out there and kept um, keeping his face shown and, and being consistent with his patrol. And suddenly people are going, hey, I know that guy. And we've been, uh, Nightbug and I have been out on the uh, patrol with the XJL uh, a few times. And, um, God, from way back when, when they had uh, their very first members, and um, we remember the reception that they got walking through certain parts of San Diego. Some people were going, what are you guys doing and making fun of this costumed group? While other people were going, hey, those are those superhero guys. And, like, you know, they were clapping for them and, and encouraging them. So, in short, what I'm saying is you're going to have people who don't know you at first or who don't understand what you're doing or they might make fun of you. They might, you know, just uh, be very, very jaded about a superhero who's trying to do something out there. What you have to do is you have to stay consistent. And then that right. way everybody sees that you mean what you say when you say and you want to protect. That's um, Because here's the thing. I'm, I don't just patrol the area. I actually patrol the businesses out there because there's a lot of bars. There's a lot of, like I said, a lot of crazy people at certain times of the week. And, right. you know, I, I have about a good 90% of the restaurants and managers of these restaurants wanting me to patrol for them, wanting me to keep the business safe. I mean, I've gotten, I've talked to several managers who think what I do is really awesome. They're even contacting me to try to figure out how they get all kind, how they get started. And I've talked to them about it and stuff like that. I have this uh, one restaurant who actually wants to give, get involved and spread the word for me. And, and, and I think that's a good idea because if I have businesses also helping me get the word out, these are businesses. These are people that, count on, you know, to feed them to restaurants and things like that. So I figured, okay, well, if these restaurants are willing to work with me and help me get the word out, that would be even more awesome because it would help the public realize that we are who we say we are. And, you know, how often do you get that? I mean, you know, it's, it's right. yeah. So it's, can I, can I ask to, you something? Can I ask yeah. you something, Redguard? Do you have um, any business cards when you go out there, you know, with your name, with your superhero yeah, name um, on it? Uh, well, I don't have my name on it. Um, I, uh, Mr. Extreme is usually the panel that he usually sends me the codes. Um, but yeah, right. I got some of I got some of the newer cards that Mr. Extreme made, and they have my phone number on the back, so people could contact me. And um, I also I also refer people to my XJL page, um, right. where they can view the website. They can also view my photos and stuff that I have on there. Um, and then also what I do is I have flyers out there. I also have the little white stickers that I could just write things on if I wanted to, but I usually just use those on the flyers for my phone number. Um, I try right. not to put too much information out there because it's already confusing. You know, I like to just hand the card out and let the people make the decision because I think that's some of the problem too. You know, when people look at you is, you know, I just usually hand them a the card and say, hey, check us out, and then make them more comfortable that way. I don't like to right. – I mean, most, I'll, talk, I'll talk to some, certain people. It depends on how they are. I mean – like I said, some people just get really scared. And the main thing I'm trying to do is not only get the public to – because I've been doing this for almost a year now. And, you know, I've, uh, it's kind of hard to 
keep going. I mean, right now, I can't. I'm on medical leave by Mr. Extreme because I'm going through a lot right now. But, you know, in the time I've been out there, there's just my main goal is to get out there and get photos with people. But I'm actually nervous to ask people for photos because I'm afraid that they're going to do something that I don't want, you know, hit me or right, like that. Because in this right. day and age, there's a lot of people out there who are really defending themselves with what's going on in the world. You know, there's too much right. going on. And and then um, I also have another question for you. I'm not sure if you're going to answer um, if you might. Because here's the thing. I know a lot of Extreme Justice League, they carry stun guns. They carry tasers. They carry batons. They carry handcuffs. They carry all this equipment. And, you know, I've talked to Mr. Extreme on why we do that. And he just says for our defense, but, you know, I still that's still kind of not an answer. So, you know, down here um, I have permission by my local authority. As long as I'm aware of the local laws, as long as I'm aware of how to use the weapons, they don't care. I carry them because, you know, in my area, um, in Fort Collins, we have a low crime rate down here, but it's still dangerous. We have shootings. We have a lot of children at night. We have a lot of teens at night. We have a lot of people dealing drugs at nighttime that I've caught. So right. for my safety, I, I do what a lot of ex-yelders. I wear a vest. I go out with a baton similar to a police carry, you know, okay. and, and we get questions, we get questions like that all the time. Why do we carry this? And how did, how do we know your not intentions or not to use it the wrong way? It's like, well, we, I tell people too, I, I've done hours and hours of training online and in, in physical training in martial arts to learn how to use weapons appropriately and how to make sure that I can take by myself as well as use them the right way. Right. Well, let's let's respond to your answer there. Now, um, do you want to respond to that answer there, Impact, and let him know? Because that's, that's a good question. We've had that on other shows, but um, it's a good one if he's asked it now. I, I think we should address why do they carry those? Because, you know, I, we've been out on patrol, like I said, with them, and um, they do carry a lot of stuff. But you know what? All of it's legal. We've been right next to them when the police have been literally checking out all the things hanging on Mr. Extreme's belt to make sure that everything he's got is legal. Why um, do you think they carry them, or why do you think it's a good idea? I mean, so, I mean, I I agree with a lot of what's been said. You know, it's all for, you know, for our personal protection and for, you know, the protection of the people, uh, for the protection of the people we're trying to help. Um, you know, I, I recently you know, just a couple months ago, I started carrying pepper spray because, and, you know, I feel better having it. Um, I have not needed to use it, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely, you know, a little load off my mind. Like, I, you know, I'm not going to kill anyone with it by accident. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to shoot anybody right. or give them a heart attack. But it's just, you know, I've been doing martial arts for, you know, over 16 years. So I'm, I'm fairly confident in my ability to, defend myself in a fight, especially when I'm wearing, you know, all the padding that I do. But right. it's definitely a great feeling to know that, or not a great feeling, it's comforting to have, you know, just that little extra edge just in case. Because up until that point, I was mostly relying on, you know, just that martial arts skill, just the padding. And, the, and you know, I have a couple of those self-defense flashlights, the little ones, that you can use, like, basically, you know, fit into your palm and use, like, a like a knuckle duster. And, like, those are great, but it's not – if there's a lot of people coming at you, it's nice to have that little extra bit. Um, do we exactly. hope to never use it? Yeah. I mean, no one wants to – okay, not no one. You shouldn't want to get into a fight. You shouldn't want to have to hurt people if you're, you know, healthy in the head. But <laughs> Right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
But, no, that's, uh, that's absolutely true. And it's and it's not and the idea isn't to hurt people; it's to stop yourself from getting hurt. I know a lot of RLSH. I know you guys are all are trained in uh, CPR and first aid and that stuff. And what is the first thing you do when you come upon an accident? What is the first thing you're supposed to do? You survey the scene to make sure it's safe because you have to protect yourself before you can protect someone else. Oh my God! Thank you so much for saying that. People don't realize scene safety. We have. We've had people on our team that are going, I'll just run right in. And I'm going, God be with you, because I'm not. I'm going to stay back here if it's not safe. I'm not getting shot at. I mean, seriously, there I've got guy kids. I was, you know? There's a guy I was working with recently, you know, a recruit I was working with. And he was a very nice guy, had great intentions, but did not have good situational awareness. And, you know, right. and I was, and I said, you know, I, I'm, because we live in different areas, and I said, you know, I, I can't, like, suggest that you work street patrols yet. You need to practice your awareness. Very like, good. Yeah. It's dangerous for you. This isn't an area I'm used to, so I don't know where I am that well. And and it's harder for me to cover you if I have to be paying attention for you. Zach, thank you so much. And. That's actually a really good point, too, that I think, you know, we've got a little time. We can cover that, too. Um, I want to thank Redguard for calling in. We've got another caller. Uh, let's see. And uh, that is the um, – and I hope we answered some of your questions, Redguard. We've got a 206 area code. Let's, uh, let's take that one. Hi, caller. Hey, guys. It's Timber. Oh, there, yeah. There was my Welcome to the show. Temper is actually uh, the head of the Washington branch of the initiative. And, um, God, dang, you guys got a lot of stuff going on, too, Temper, coming up. You've got a free self-defense class coming on. You've got uh, – you guys are sponsoring the Seattle um, Pride, Women's Pride thing, and you've got so much going on. Um, but we, and, we do. And baby's in the background. And I hear a baby in the background. Yes, what, did I hear? we have our yeah. – um, my yeah, we have our little our little nine month old May, and then both the boys were watching Guardians of the Galaxy. So sorry in advance. Superhero, yeah. Where, no, you want to hold the phone girl. closer to the TV? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we want to hear the Guardians <laughs> too. <laughs> but yeah, so, so, okay, you've been hearing us. What is what? Uh, did you want to? Because um, I would love to hear your take. Because you've been out there on the. For those who don't know, Temper, she's been out patrolling, literally patrolling in the middle of the mayhem. Mayhem for years uh, out in Seattle and working with other superhero teams out there too. So this woman has been in the fray and uh, you know, what's your, what's your take on why a lot of the real life superhero movement just doesn't work with their civic leaders? Um, You know, honestly, I think a lot of it has to do with people get really caught up in, in their own image and a lot of the local law enforcement um, they're, they can be really uncomfortable with people going out in the gimmick or your costume or your uniform, whatever you want to call it. And, mm-hmm. um, especially if it's a flashier one, I mean, the best example that I have from a personal experience was, uh, two years ago, uh, May Day of 2014, uh, the May Day riots in Seattle are huge. You get, um, anarchists, which are usually pretty peaceful protesters. Then you get like the black block and some of the people that say they're with Occupy, but they're not. And they trash buildings. They, um, throw rocks and bricks at cops. They're violent and they hate 
superheroes in Seattle, like with a violent passion. Um, if they think but why? Jones, um, <laughs> <laughs> partially because they, it's the idea of a superhero sticking their noses in and blocking what they're trying to do. But also a lot of the superheroes work with law enforcement or we try to, and you're out there in a costume and they might make fun of that, whatever it may be, but it draws attention. And each year the, the Seattle superhero community, whether it's um, members of the RCSM that's now kind of broken up, like Phoenix Jones group or the Emerald city heroes organization or echo, a lot of the groups insist on wearing their, their costume, the very bright colored red, you know, bright red power ranger costume or, you know, bright purple, whatever it is. And it's okay for regular patrols, but, the cops get very nervous and have said as much to us when we are dressed like that, it's a walking target. So more and more law enforcement groups don't want to work with us if we're associated with uh, people that are dressing up in bright costumes. If we are in now gray band clothes or what we call our uniform, both with the Washington initiative and team UCID, where we're wearing bulletproof vests underneath our regular clothes. We have our tactical gear and it might be pouches and bags. They don't mind as much because we just look like we're maybe a little bit overzealous kind of paranoid prepper tourists or something, but they know who we are. We reach out to them in ahead of time and say, Hey, here's a picture of exactly what we're going to look like. And we send them pictures. We send them descriptions of what we're going to do. And we're very careful to say, we are not going to be dressing up as targets. The May Day that we had in 2014, that was the one, you can actually Google it, Seattle May Day 2014 superheroes, and you will see pictures of the local superheroes getting the crap beat out of them because they were dressed up and they made themselves a target. The cops don't need another group to rescue. They need people to work with them. So myself and then the other leader at the time of, of our group, uh, John Drop we were patrolling and we had to run in and grab them out of the crowd to grab the superheroes out to protect them. So I think that's kind of my really long winded answer as to why it's difficult for a lot of law enforcement to work with us and why I think a lot of local groups maybe don't want to reach out to law enforcement. They don't want to give up that point of pride of wearing their costume. Hmm. And Car Impact was saying that earlier that the, one of the first things that the Raleigh police did was to make sure that they didn't wear the masks while they were out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, very I'll much admit, so. Like that part of me that has that pride in the costume, like I was a little, a little frustrated at that. But at the same time, my first thought was, all right, how do I make a gray man suit to go out for these instead? Just because you know, I don't need to make, I don't need to make their life. I am not here to make the cops' life more difficult. That's kind of the exactly. opposite of my goal. You know, and there's a happy medium. Are here for. Right. There's a happy medium, and it came when we went on patrol with the um, Salt Lake City has the uh, Legacy Initiative, and they are just like, I mean, they're winning awards left and right. They're actually nonprofit and such. These guys... They don't, they don't call themselves real-life superheroes, but, I, I, you know, our, our goals are in alignment. We're doing almost exactly the same things. They do all the costume work when they go doing um, outreach events, um, and, but they don't have, you know, costumes that are, are uh, what's the word, individual costumes. They have costumes. They, they wear, like, Batman and, you know, the Flash and Wonder Woman and such, and... 
when they go walking around on patrol to pick up needles or at night or whatever they're doing, they have these really cool black vests with a little tiny bit of green, um, you know, neon. And those vests look really cool. They're tactical, but not in a scary way. Not in the way that looks like I'm going to go shoot up the movie theater. So, seriously. So, you know, I thought that's a really cool look. Because they obviously look like a group. But they look like a group that's here to help you. And and I know that sounds odd, but it really does. The way that they're dressed. So, um, I think that might be a happy medium. Uh, but a lot of us don't want to give up the costumes. Because the costumes are hella fun. A lot of what I like to to do is is exactly to like kind of take from that example, and I was thinking of that too the you know the legacy initiative and how they do have fun with it, and you should. I mean, you're not having fun with with any of this, whether it's outreach or patrol or anything, then you're going to get burned out and you're going to quit, and it's not going to be a good example for anyone in the community. But say right. you do a patrol and you go gray man and you force yourself to leave it off, and you don't take pictures of people that night and glad hand and kiss babies and all that stuff. <laughs> and, but then you reward yourself with, you dress up and you do two costume patrols. And I mean, like, during the day, a safe thing. You do hand out, whatever it is. And you, you know, take as many pictures as you want and superhero selfie it up. And it allows you to celebrate that and get your name out there and, you know, have that fun but you're not putting yourself in extra danger and the serious stuff where police are really concerned about, which is the safety patrol, you know that you're doing in a way that works with law right. enforcement. Right. You know what? I'm going to bring someone on who has worked the undercover side of the, um, the whole gray man thing um, of patrol, if you will. Uh, and, and besides, it'd be fun to talk to him now. So I'm going to have temper. I hope you stay on for this guy because I think you remember him. Uh, he used to lead the oh, NYI. No. Yeah, he's got kind of a big mouth, but uh, I don't mind it so much when he's on the radio. <laughs> Welcome, Jack Zero, also What's known up? as Zero. What's up? How How's it going? going? Oh, oh, my Christ. God. I know, I'm right? Back in the <laughs> fucking movie bin. Um, right? As soon as you get on, Bug's got to go retarded on his oat. See, I said that R word. I, oh. I apologize. I apologize. Oh, okay. that's a hurtful yeah. word, lady. I know, I know. So, okay, give um, us, give us. You're you're online with Impact, one of our favorite real life superheroes, who actually has a really good head on his shoulders, which is why I invited him on. And then we've got Temper, who you know, questionable, but you know, we we tolerate her. Uh, so I don't know about just that kidding. one. Um, just kidding, I love you. Yeah. Hi, Lee. Hey, how are you? <laughs> so, so, I uh, say, I your, say, uh, yeah, yeah. You you guys are right. Like you guys are right. I've been listening for a little bit, and I. A lot of these guys forget that they have to tailor their approach. They have to tailor their, not just their approach, but also how they look. Because if you wear a costume, that's fine. But you have to, you have, you can't just go out and just say, I'm going to do what I want. You have to go to the cops first and say, hey, what can I do for you? You go in the precinct or you patrol around the area. As soon as you encounter a police officer, you say, what can I do for you? If you're going to be doing that kind of stuff. You, you don't just say, I'm doing what I want to and fuck you because, you know, you're a cop. <laughs> You go, what, what, can, excuse my language, I'm sorry, you know i got a filthy no, mouth. No, dude, we swear on here, I don't, I don't give a damn. It's all right, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You, know, you know my mouth. <laughs> but basically, you ask the cop what kind of do for you, and also rem- remember, again, tailor your approach. If you're going out to try to do a sting or to find somebody doing something of a particular, you know, pattern of crime, then 
you really need to go out undercover. You can't be going out in flashy costumes or else they're going to see you coming a mile away. And now that there are all these things that kind of, you know, pop culture, like they're going to know exactly what you are. You're not going to have the almost surprise anymore. They're going to see you coming. Also, if you are going undercover, you've got to know how to move. Like you've got to know what to do, how to move, who to talk to, who not to talk to. You've got to have some kind of understanding of how law enforcement works. And also, remember that there are good cops and bad cops, right? Like, right. there's really good cops that, like, want everyone to help, want the entire, you know. What is that? you have a pterodactyl? <laughs> Tipper has a pterodactyl named Baby May. That's a, that's her pterodactyl. Yeah. That's a sweet pterodactyl. Yeah, yeah. so basically you, you, have to, you have to remember that there are good cops bad cops. The good cops want everybody to help keep their city safe. The really shitty cops, they want to have control. They want to, anybody that comes up to them that, that makes them feel inferior about themselves and their jobs, they're going to make you feel inferior immediately. So, number one, you need to, if you have a costume, you need to make sure that your costume is, is functional. Like, I think the best I've seen so far is probably like uh, like the new Avengers movies, like Cap's, Cap's stuff, where he's, it's mostly armor. Like, you basically want to just decorate your armor. That's about it. You, you can't be wearing superfluous shit because as soon as you start wearing superfluous stuff, everybody's going to look at you and be like, you're, you don't know what the hell you're doing, you know? So I'm waiting for you, Bugs No Capes. No Capes. Uh, we all know No Capes. We all know No Capes. <laughs> oh, you're all no. lucky I don't have them loaded up today. <laughs> now, now, Gray Man, now what is the advantage to, to go in Gray Man? I mean, Oh, we already know a lot of it, but um, just, you know, just fill those in. Because well, you've done a ton of that. Yeah, I mean, great, I mean we did Wall, uh, Occupy Wall Street completely great, man. Like, we did their night security. Like, we we did that for, like, a month and a half from, like, 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. I mean, they had their they had their food out. So we went in, like, as if we were just people, right? And we saw how easy it was to get into the camp. We walked in. There was food out on the table, like tons of food. I immediately told them, you guys need to cover this up because someone would come in here and just, like, drop poison or ground up glass in your food and you're dead. I walked up to the food easy. You guys need to cover it. It's stuff like that. Like, you can, you can check security. You can check security faults if you just walk into places and, you know, kind of help them out. You can, uh, you can walk up on somebody doing something. Uh, they don't even know you're there. Like it's it's really it's it's fucking logic. I mean, just think about it. You know, it's, it doesn't take a genius to know that people are going to stop doing stuff around somebody that looks like they're looking out for crime rather than somebody who's. And, and if you're going to be gray man, you need to not be cop gray man. If you understand what I'm saying, like well, don't be well, wearing well. don't be wearing like a Dickies jacket and like jeans and like a perfect you know haircut. Like, you need to look like you're a little grimy if you actually want to catch people doing stuff. Hmm, that's, that's a, a good really point. good point. Yeah, yeah we yeah, look a little too badass. We don't look badass. I, I, we just yeah, wear exactly. way too much black. We look crazy. Well, normal yeah. people think we look badass. Oh, God. We, I don't Even think though, we... <sighs> See, that's a shame. Yeah, but I mean, the thing, is, the thing is, I spot you guys, too. Like, you guys, yeah, yeah. like Bug, yeah. especially Bug. Like, I've been out with you guys tons of times. I've seen you guys, how you do Gray Man. Bug, you, you wear a cap and sunglasses and a jacket. You look like you're you're gonna you're gonna fuck some shit up. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's not good. That's not very gray man. Exactly. Like if you really if you really want to go gray man, I would say style your hair, 
Put on like a jacket you put on to go to a club. Put on a vest underneath it so you got your bulletproof vest on. Go gray, go full gray mat. I mean, the the less, the more innocuous, the more vulnerable, the weaker you look, like as if you're like a hipster or something. No one's gonna see you coming. No one, no one sees hipsters coming. Hipsters do not register on people's radars. They don't. You're not a hipster, but I'm saying if you if you did I just stick my foot in my mouth? I did, didn't I? I'm sorry. No, no, that's awesome. You, you just you just lost no, out like the hipster <laughs> Yeah, like when I when I went out with my bracers and my vest and a jacket over top of it, and I had my scruffy face and like my tattoo on my neck and all this other shit. No one saw me coming ever. But as soon as I told someone to do something, like like stand up because you just robbed that guy. Like in that, there was an article where he even said that. Like I say, stand up, you stand up because I look grimy. I look like I might snap your neck. You never know, you know. <laughs> exactly. That is the you quote don't know of the me. night. Is an impact, right? Exactly. Exactly. I'm just, Oof. I'm just, I'm just saying. If you really want to go gray man, go, go gray. Go full, full on gray man. So what about the happy medium? Like, like, uh, you know, the Legacy Initiative. Like I said, they, they don't go gray man. They, they make it clear that they're in a group of some kind. They have those black, you know, safety vests with a little tiny bit of neon green. It looks tactical, but not scary tactical. What do you Legacy think of that? Doesn't- Legacy does it best, I think, I personally think. And what they're trying to do is be a presence. And I think the best way to be a presence is to look linked up as if your group, and that's, that's, a, that's, one, that's one way that we always failed when we tried to go like completely like obvious about what we were doing is we couldn't get our shit together to have a unifying look, you know? Mm-hmm. Like we wanted to do patches and like a name patch and this stuff, but Honestly, we're all out of pocket, and we couldn't pull it together. Those guys, they have their shit together, man. Like, I think, I think if everyone can emulate the Legacy Initiative to a point, and a couple groups are like, uh, what are those guys in Utah? Like the the split off guys from the Black Money Society, the Nightwalkers oh, uh, or something? Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if if we could take a a page from everybody's book that's operating right now, I think we would be pretty tight. And I, honestly, I've I've gone completely gray man like i'm i'm not even doing public work anymore with the team anything like that. i've i've sunk back into gray man entirely because it's just i i'm comfortable here you know this is my home this is where i do stuff well so yeah, that's true you, ra- you raised a point earlier that i want to touch on um about you said you know tailoring your look and i know we're talking we've been talking about gray man but that also that reminds me of you know something that happened to me and i think you know, Rock and Bug might remember. Might remember like my old look was pretty dumb, at, dumb looking. It looks like it was like all black, <laughs> kind of ninja like. You know, that bull crap. You know, just getting started. Don't have any money. Don't know what I'm doing. Shitty look. And, and also, got, if, if you have a mask on the street, that's that's dumb. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say it. Like I'm, I'm not gonna miss words. You know who I am. That's dumb. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, but anyway. But the point I was going to make was, so I got stopped by four police officers at the same time yep. wearing that, which oh my. I didn't, but I almost peed my pants. Um, did they I touch you, Jimmy? Did they touch you? I did get patted down, actually. Um, they yeah, they did. Pat me down. Yeah, they did. Like, they did ran like all it? my stuff. Um, not as much as you think. Oh. Zero, shut up. Go, go on. I'm, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. I'm sorry. Go on. I, I, I haven't fun. I just remember it's clever at that point. Um, yeah. No, but uh, you know, they said like you know you gotta, you gotta 
back everything up. You're like, you know, you're, it's too, it's too, it's too scary looking. And, you know, that yeah. really caused me to change my look from like that kind of bull crap ninja lanty to, you know, what I think is starting to look more like an actual superhero. Yep. Um, hey. And I know, like you said, you don't like the masks and stuff, but like, you know, at least now I know that like people recognize that like, I've, people I've never met at least understand the look now. So like you got to tailor it. Like you said, you got to tailor it for what you're doing. For yeah, it's it's not about what doing. I like, man. It's not about what I like. It's about are you number one open and friendly enough people to want to approach you and contact you. But the other thing is, it's not just masks. And I want to I want to ask you guys a question real quick. When shush, when you come upon shush, when you come upon a police officer, right? And that police officer, and I hate to say this, and that police officer is uh, out of shape and he's huffing and puffing and walking around. Do you respect him? No. No, honestly. I mean, I respect his authority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. You respect his authority. But do you you think he's going to be able to do shit? No, he won't be able to chase you. Exactly. That's what like, I, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be like a, a weightist or a fattest or whatever you want to call it. I'm not against overweight people, but I, I am against people that are out of shape and trying to do crime stuff because you're not going to be taken seriously by police. You need to have a presence, and one of, the, those, one of those things with the presence is you've got to seem like you're competent. You've got to seem like you can chase somebody down, and, and that's kind of the hidden thing here, and I know that we, we, we have a very sensitive... Uh, sensibility in this country now all of a sudden, but I'm just going to say it in this situation, the survival of the fittest is true. That's absolutely true. It it feels like it's going to, you know, people keep talking about something that's coming up, something that's right around the corner for everything. Well, when it comes down, all these people who talk about zombie invasions, I'm going, well, half of the people that talk about it wouldn't be able to outrun a zombie. You know, well, if they were, uh, I mean, the thing is you, you can, you can be large, no problem. You can be large and still be able to chase somebody down. Okay? You can be large and do some cardio and still be able to chase somebody down. So it's not about being large. It's about being out of shape. And when somebody can tell you're out of shape, the way you carry yourself, the way that you are, they don't respect you. That's true. It's true when it comes to physical, you know, contact like that. Absolutely. I, I, you look at the bouncers, all the bouncers that I ever worked with, uh, my team, the guys who looked like they could kill you were the ones who got the most respect, even if it wasn't yeah. true. I mean, even if we had, we had these big, big, giant, out-of-shape Samoans that I love. They were like family. They were huge and out-of-shape. They could kill you, but people didn't know that, and they disrespected them because they thought, oh, fat guy, you can't do anything. You know, but yeah. then, you know, yeah. but you're right. So they get the disrespect before they get the respect based yeah. purely on what they look like. Yep. So, and it's yeah, also that's, your that's, movements. Like a, a cop is going to be able to spot you if you're not moving. Like you have some grace to you. Like you have some efficiency and uh, you know to your movements. That he's going to see that. So you need to be trained in everything. So when when a lot of RLSH say that they're training in this and that, you know, I, I think if, if there were a list of what you need to be trained in first, and I'm picking your brain. You know, both you and Car Impact are here, so I'm gonna. I'm going to go ahead and pick your brains, but in in your opinion, when an RLSH asks and you see that question three or four times a day now, what do I need to train in as an RLSH? It comes after they say, what kind of costume should I wear, which is sad. So that's a mindset right there. But what would you say top five things they need to have? 
before they even get out on the street training. Well, I mean, it depends on what they want to do. Like, if they if they just want to be a presence, then they just need to have good cardio and you know martial arts skills. Um, and you know, I, I just want to interrupt and say that it's it's really sad that we're still talking about this. Like, you know, years and years later after all this has been said and done. Like, these guys need to know this by now. Like, they, they, this needs to just be kind of an unspoken thing that you need to be trained or you don't do it. Continuing on, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it's absolutely true. Uh, I'd say, number one, uh, you need to have some kind of practical martial arts, and that means standing and groundwork. Like, you've got to have it. you just got to. Mm-hmm. N- number two, you've got to have, um, you should have stick training. Because you can, if you get backed into a corner and there's more than one guy, you can pick up pretty much anything that's shaped like a stick and be able to, you know, be able to defend yourself. Um, number three, I think, and this is kind of a hidden one as well too. I think not training, but you should have knowledge of all the different different types of armors and vests that you can get. Because if you get a bulletproof vest, people need to understand they're not stab proof. No. Nope. A bulletproof nope. vest, unless it specifically yeah. says stab or spike, it's not stab or spike proof. Right. Num- number four, and people are going to argue with me about this. Those people can go fuck themselves. You need to have you need to have parkour training, and not like advanced flippy shit parkour, not like Spider-Man parkour, but like simple ground level. Like, can you do a wall run? Can you run straight up a wall, grab the ledge, and heave yourself up? Can you vault? Can you do a drop from ten to fifteen feet and, and be able to roll? Like, these are simple things that if you're getting chased by five guys or chasing five guys. You get in chase, you do you drop from a high space, you do a roll. The rest of those guys, they can't do that. They can't chase you, you're alive. Okay, you're chasing a guy. He gets up on top of something. You can run up a wall and grab the ledge, pull yourself up and you're on him. Like these are really simple things that when you get them, like with parkour, like you your movement you, your your movement scale goes from street level to like two stories up, you know, whatever. Like you you know how to move, you know how to go. There's you don't have the luxury of backup like the police do. You need to be able to do it all. And I think number five and the most important is you need to know how to talk. Because if you are an idiot, I'm sorry, not an idiot. If if you don't put the proper due diligence in and you don't learn how to talk somebody down, which can stop everything, including violence, then you have no business on the street. If you can do all those other things, parkour, martial arts, you know your your weapons and you know your 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 body armor and you still can't talk, stay at home. Because you're just gonna yeah. fight. I mean you're just gonna you're just gonna become, you know, you know who. Yeah, yeah. You're you're basically out there looking for a fight. Exactly. And we you have know. guys out there like that. We have our beast things and our Joneses and you know, we have a couple other different guys that, you know, and, and me and Jones at this point, we're on, we're on okay terms. Like we talk rarely, but we talk, you know, we're not hating each other, but he knows that I think he doesn't know how to talk to people. Like he, he just doesn't, you know? Well, he doesn't. I mean, let's say we're not here to bad mouth people on the thing, but let's be no, honest. If it's honest, you don't, that's a great, we're going to use it as an example. That is an example of not yeah. knowing how to speak to people out on the street and what can happen. It's also a great example because he's gone to jail because he's gotten people beating him with his shoe because he didn't know yeah. how to speak. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's an example. So, but I think, yeah. I think a, 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 a even worse example than Jones and a lot worse is beasting. And I'm not talking shit, but I'm going to talk real. Okay. Don't bring a damn gun out patrol with you. I don't care if you, you think you have citizens rights you think you have all this stuff, 
you're either going to get people afraid of you and you're not going to do what you meant to do, or you're going to get people grabbing your gun out of your hand and having it fire off into a freaking building, which is what happened with him. Uh, and that was like, like that was, anybody. Yeah. I'm I'm so happy no one else carries guns, or if they do, they keep it to them themselves. Because, it, it, again, here's one thing that I really want to tell people. If you do do this dumb shit that we're talking about, please don't post about it. <laughs> For God's sake, yeah. keep it to yourself. Because you got to realize that the power of the Internet now, the power of this whole community is we have guys that are like have been claiming to have done this 10, 15 years that are now getting just straight up, like they're, they're just getting like hands down, no questions, like emulation. Like people are following them no matter what they've done because they've been around so long. You've got to realize what an influence you are on these new kids because these kids are like a freaking, you know, a, a wad of, uh, what is that stuff called? That, uh, that's that sticky dough stuff. Uh, silly totally funny. funny. Like, yeah. Nope. Funny. No, like the the like thing a, is, you only have to be in for a month before someone's going to, someone might ask you a question. Yeah. Like, you're an instant vet like, if you post up for an entire month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's because if someone's brand new and you've been around for a full month, you're still you're theoretically more experienced than them, so they're gonna start asking you quite. It's so like it's you know you have to be there for 15 years. For, like people ask me questions, I'm like, there's way better people you can ask about this stuff. Like I've yeah. I don't know, I haven't been around that long. Yep, and there's the other problem is the the, the lack of humility within the community. I mean, you have. And I'm going to say for the third time, I said it this week, I said it to Bug in a private conversation, I said it on the internet one time this week, but you have a group of people that have been treated like shit their whole lives, that have been said they aren't shit, they can't do shit, and now suddenly they have a little bit of power, well, guess what power does? And that's exactly what it's going to do to them. They're going to, their humility is going to go out the window, they're going to try to jack their self-confidence up so much that they're just, they're just high off the fumes of their own ass, you know? Uh, that's funny that you say that because I've been seeing a lot of people giving in their own hype, you know, this week, just this week, I've been seeing a lot of people just thinking that, and, and, you know, if it, read the art of war, you know, it's, you, oh, yeah. when, when you think you're, you're, you're at your strongest is when you are at your weakest, you are most vulnerable because you yep. don't believe anything can happen to you. Yep. You, yeah. you know, you art of war. And also it's a little crazier, a little more like esoteric and weird, but Hagakure, like the book ha- of Hagakure. Hagakure that is a great, that is a great book. Yeah. Is, yeah. I mean, he's got some Absolutely. weird shit in there. Like, he said some weird stuff about, you know, when you're, like, serving as a whatever. It's just some weird wording in there, but it's probably lost in translation. But it's you just gotta really read good it shit like about matters. Allegory. Yeah. You, can't, you yeah. can't read it literally, is all. No. No, no, no. Well, you, I mean, it was written you're translated by from a Japanese. samurai. Exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We don't have so, yeah. words for the shit they're talking about, you know? No, no, we really don't. But the Hagakure is one, one, and the Book of Five Rings. So there's our there's our reading list for tonight, guys. <laughs> you want to know what I've, we recommend? Read those, seriously. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, back, I mean, of course, back to your point of, and I think this is, I'm not sure, but I think this is the point of this episode, but working with law enforcement, correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, just remember, like, if 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 you don't have some experience, if you don't have some sense, the cop is going to be able to smell it on you, especially if he's a more seasoned cop, detective, anything like that. Like, we got respect because, honestly, like, the rest of the guys let me shortcut and snipe talk. I hate to say it like that. Oh. Snipe is... Oh. Snipe, 
No, snipe. Snipe was a. Yeah. He was actually a military sniper. Um, I've I have, you know, kind of like military and police in the family. And Shortcut is just a little fucking prodigy. I don't know where he even came from. Oh, like some kind of weird Shortcut's ninja amazing. prodigy. Yeah, that guy's but, got um, the the wit of his wit is razor sharp. But yeah. 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 So we when we spoke to the police they treated us like people most of the time. Like we actually got, you know, asked by a, one of the police precinct captains to, uh, he gave us assignments. Like it was weird. And he told me not to tell anybody about it, but I guess we're like, we're years, it's like five years after that now. So it doesn't matter. But right. yeah, I, right. we just got to know how to talk to him. Like people, number one, like people, number two, like professionals. Even if you hate the guy, you got to respect him. You got to just like everybody else. You give respect, you get respect. That's true. You know, we've got we've got five minutes left, and with that, you know, impact. If you you've got your list of things, unless you want to save it, because we'll actually bring you back on the next show to to give your list of things that people should have. I mean, and I could give you a, know, I could give a quick one. Sure. Um. Uh. So mine is there's some overlap. Like I definitely think you know, martial arts are you know should be pretty high on that list, but not just taking. And here's the thing: I I meet people who'll be like. I'll be like, oh, do you have any self-defense training? They're like, yeah, I've been taking uh, Taekwondo for three months. I'm like, no, 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 I meant, do you have, like, actual experience? Like, if you've done it for a while. So, yeah. not just, like, I mean, it's good to, you know, train, but understand that you need time to learn it. Like, it, it's not just something you pick up in three classes. Oh, my God, yeah. thank um, you so much, yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and, and I have a whole rant on why I think Truth. people think that way nowadays. Truthfully, you gotta also also remember that you have the internet in front of you. So if you think maybe like if you look up Taekwondo, you're gonna find out that it's it's a sport. It's not actual martial arts. It's a sport. And, no. Yeah. It's it's yeah. You want you want and you're absolutely right. There's got to be time for muscle memory. This stuff that you're learning in three months, your muscles are not getting it yet. So that's not gonna be a knee jerk response when you're out there under duress under yeah. extreme pressure from whatever's happening out there on the street. Your muscles aren't ready yet. So it's like, yeah. I, exactly. yeah like, like you want to get to the point where if someone like pretends to throw a punch at you, you accidentally almost hit them back. <laughs> I don't know if you actually want that, but that's almost happened. No, that's you happened. know, that's, that's <laughs> happened in our family so many times. And that's what, that's what our family members who do that to us, that's what they get. They get hit back. My brother or they and I get, don't, aren't yeah. allowed to wrestle anymore. <laughs> like my brother and I can't wrestle when we, like, because I'm gonna end up punching him and he gets angry. So yeah, I'm, I'm really bad. I'm really bad at sparring. I can't spar. Yeah. Like no, you can't, and <laughs> you hurt people. And I'm not like I know that firsthand, but yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, I just, I'm sorry. We, we need to have a whole nother show with us just talking about this stuff because it's just, yeah. it's, it's a lot of really good uh, information from three different, uh, three different posts of of uh experience in this um just in what we're talking about in in sparring and and combatant moves you know right here so um i really do want to reschedule another one with the three of us i think that i think that'd be a lot of fun and you know anyone else who yeah. wants to join in yeah seriously i think it, it would it would go so on for finish, oh. oh sorry go ahead so yeah so real quick just to finish off the list because i think there's a couple things that got missed that are that I find very important and I'm just going to shoot them off. Um, so some form of, you know, CPR first aid, 
first responder. Oh, yeah. Like that's, I think, super important. Always overlooked by new people because everyone wants to go yeah. fight the bad guys. Everyone wants to help the person bleeding on the ground. Um, right. The communication thing is also really important. You need to be able to talk. Otherwise, you just look like a crazy person. If you can't explain what you're doing, no one's going to pay attention to you. Uh, yeah. Observation skills are massive. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks that they, everyone thinks like, oh, I'm going to go be Batman and be a detective. But n- so few people actually practice observation. Like, try walking down the street, and when you see a car pass, try and count all the red cars or something without paying too much attention. Or try and figure out the makes and models of everything driving by you. Or just try and notice small details around you. And it's so helpful in getting observation skills. Oh, and then the endurance thing is great too. like, you know, be able to go run, you know, um, I don't, I don't go on like 10 mile runs in my gear, but you know, I, I make sure that I'm at least able to, to run a little bit in, in the gear that I wear, you know, yeah, I mean, you, you gotta, gotta be, able to be move. yeah, you gotta be able to move and you gotta be able to sprint. So that's super important. Now I know that she gave us a 90 second warning. We're probably going to go a couple minutes over, but that's okay because in the archive, when people listen tomorrow or whenever, it still records us until we're done talking. So, um, but I will take oh, this time right now. I know, right? We I don't. How long does it usually let us go? I don't know. Zero? Did we like talk 10 minutes over or whatever? Right. We're not going to go that long. <laughs> it's random. We're, we we won't push it. Over. You always talked over. You are, look thing. who's talking now. Look who's talking. Who's still talking? You're anyway, still fucking you know, talking. Okay, be quiet. You, oh my it has god, this is like old days. Yeah, yeah. You shut up too, bug. See, you're in and impact. The this is how we are. Not talk. Right there. You... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's why we like this guy. <laughs> oh damn. Um, but you know what? I am gonna go ahead and start uh, ending the show now, just in case it doesn't give us that option. Um, so we were definitely having scheduling another one of these. Um. In fact, I think we'll make it for a week or two from here, from now. I'll sure. contact you guys, set that up. I want to thank everybody who was listening. I want to thank Temper for calling in and Red Guard and, of course, my uh, esteemed guest, Impact. And Zero, thank you so much for calling in. We miss hearing your voice on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah time. Don't, don't get all yeah. happy about it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> shut up. I'm not. Go fuck yourself. Um, but oh, yeah. we... Oh. We okay. will continue. Yeah, right. We will continue this conversation on either our next show or the one after that. I promise you. But um, for all your information, anything that you might have missed, we will put the links up on our Facebook Heroes 101 Radio um, page. All you have to do is just enter Heroes 101 Radio on Facebook. It'll take you to all the links that we talked about tonight, every single one of them, including the three books that we recommended. Um, oh yeah. But until then, we want you guys to stay safe. Don't do anything stupid. If you need any advice, you can contact any one of us. I mean, Jack Zero, you can find him on Facebook. Uh, Impact, just put in Carter Impact on Facebook. And I'm Roxanne Kai on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening tonight. And we'll be back next Tuesday with a, oh, who knows, just tune in. It'll be good, I promise. Till then, have a great one. Thanks. Have a good night. Good night, guys. Bye, y'all.
Don't do that.